Great things he hath done. Is the Lord moving in our day? I mean, look at what's happening in Israel. Uh, you can't say that Bible prophecy is not coming to be fulfilled. We live in a day that we need to be ready. We need to be ready to meet our maker, to meet our God, uh, to, uh, to fall in line to what he would have us doing. And uh, we, we have a job to do. It's, uh, who knows? Who knows what's, what's going to happen? I, I just want to share some verses, and I want to go back in time. You know, when, when, we, uh, when we read some things in the Old Testament, it's almost like we're watching a movie, and we're sitting out in the audience and kind of watching, and, you know, oh, isn't that something? You know, I, I don't want to just put yourself in the verse. I want to put yourself in the story. We're in Exodus chapter 19, and this is when God himself, here all the Israelites had escaped from Egypt. They say there were nearly two million uh, of the Israelites uh, that have left Egypt, and they're in the desert. And God wants to speak to them. It's the only time in history and in the scripture that God audibly spoke to two million people. And what did he have to say? What did he say? What would be the most important thing for him to say when it's the only time we have record that he spoke out loud to so many people? And it's when he gave the Ten Commandments. And the story, we're going to start in in uh, chapter 19, verse 16. So it came about on the third day when it was morning that there were thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud upon the mountain and a very loud trumpet sound so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And this is where I want you to say, Okay, I'm in the camp. I'm, we're up to this mountain in the desert and it's smoking like a furnace and the ground is trembling and we are trembling. I mean, they didn't know what to expect. This isn't in a time when they had, uh, movies and, and sound and, you know, all kinds of things that we have that we kind of enter in and get excited about. Uh, this was a quiet people. It's a desert. They didn't have radios and things like that. If they wanted to make noise, they had the shofar, the, the, the trumpet that they would call the, the ram's horn. And, and now they have this loud trumpet sounding and the mountain and everything's trembling. And so we, as the people that are watching this, are trembling. We don't know what's going to happen. It's fearsome. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the foot, at the foot of the mountain. Now, Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and its smoke ascended 
like the smoke of a furnace. This is not a small thing. This is huge. And the whole mountain quaked violently when the sound of the shofar, the trumpet, grew louder and louder. And Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder, a thunderous voice. Now, we as the people sitting out in the desert are, what's happening? What? This is our God. This is the one that brought us out of Egypt. And then in, in chapter 20, verse 18, all the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. And then they said to Moses, now this is after God has given them the Ten Commandments in this thunderous voice laying out for them the law that he would have them follow. And Moses uh, was told, uh, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but let not God speak to us or we will die. That's how fearful they were at this time. So Moses said to the people, and this is key, do not be afraid for God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain on you so that you may not sin. God desired to put a fear in these people that they would tremble and learn to honor Him and fear Him that they may not sin. We have another time. That's at the beginning of the Bible. Now let's go to the end, to the Revelation. We have another time. Now, when we, when we look at what happens in Revelation, sometimes it's kind of like a Disney film to us, a cartoon. And, and things are happening and angels are flying around and things are happening. But we don't, we have to stop and say, what was really going on? What is really happening in this verse? What is happening in heaven and what does it mean to us? And so Revelation chapter 5, verse 11, and this is John speaking. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was, what? Myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands. Can you picture how many were there? Thousands of thousands. I mean, the, the, the language that was written here didn't have numbers like trillions and quadrillions. They just thousands and thousands and myriads and myriads saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, and wisdom, and might, and honor, and glory, and blessing. You stop and think, oh, why would they do that? I mean, they're in heaven. There's the Lamb of God. 
they're in his presence and it's so glorious and so I mean what can you say what was it like what was it like and they are willing they're just laying down they're bowing before him and shouting out with a loud voice worthy worthy now if god would put that fear in us that we would honor him so much and every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Fell down and worshipped. That's that's what we're doing. We're singing, praise Him, praise Him. You know, we are part of the myriads and myriads. But bring it from your heart. Know what you're saying. Know who you're praising. We need to get that glimpse. I mean, you know, there are people, you know, and every once in a while you run across somebody who has had kind of like a, a vision, a, a a close encounter with God and how it changed their life, how it just, it, it puts something in them that there's a certain knowledge of, of what's going on and who he is that we honor. And Paul was preaching in, uh, in, uh, in Greece and talking to the, philosophers and ran across a temple that had uh, to the unknown God and he made known who this God was and he said in Acts 17 verse 30 therefore having overlooked the times of ignorance God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent what was Paul saying there There is no excuse for dishonoring God anymore because we have knowledge of truth. We are not ignorant anymore. The word is clear. We must honor. How long will you continue to dishonor him with your lack of faith, with your sinful lives, with the things that you play with that you know are bringing you down. You know, these are things that as you draw closer to the vision of what was happening in Exodus and what was happening in Revelation, it has a way of focusing us and clearing our minds and saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'm coming, Lord. I I give up all these things and I'm coming to you and I desire to know more. And that's what we're here for. Let's pray. Oh God, praise you. Praise you above all. Lord, cause us in our hearts to dishonor you no longer in ignorance, but in faith, in looking to you for all that we have need of and that we can give you honor and 
praise you in our own lives. We, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us this help. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen.